stay connected. Sign up for our newsletter. Go beyond your favorite Voice America shows. Visit iradioblog.com. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Dr. Carol's Couch with your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of Dr. Lieberman, her guests, and callers. Now it's time to have a seat on Dr. Carol's Couch. Here's your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome to today's edition of Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Very, very important show. Yes, I've said that before, but this is one of the things I'm so glad that my guest and apparently a bunch of other people were as um, outraged by this as I was. It just uh, seemed like something that uh, got passed in the night, and we found out about it after the fact. And I'm talking about Al Jazeera having bought Al, Al Gore's channel, Current TV. They slipped it in at the end of the year, hoping nobody would notice, I guess, at the beginning. And um, I, I just keep... So, so <laughs> my guest um, is going to be talking about... Uh, there's, there's turning out to be a backstory that fortunately is coming out because of a lawsuit. My guest, Ben Barrick, is going to be um, telling us about that today. He's an investigative radio host, a blogger, and the author of Unsung Davids, Ten Men Who Battled Goliath Without Glory. So welcome to the show, Ben. I'm, just, I'm stumbling over my words because I'm really excited to have you on so that you can tell people about this. Thanks, Carol. It's nice to be with you. Yeah, like you said, you mentioned about the, the deal of, uh, of Al Jazeera uh, being bought by Al Gore's current TV uh, at the end of the year, at the end of 2012. And if, if you remember, it was uh, Gore tried to get it in under the uh, the uh, deadline of the Bush tax cuts expiring, but yes, that, the that, irony of that. Yeah, yeah, but that was that was uh, kind of really got um, uh, got some play in the media. Even even some of the the left wing uh, media picked up on the uh, the hypocrisy because uh, Al Jazeera uh, is owned by the government of Qatar, which is a member of of OPEC. So you had the the whole oil angle uh, relative to Al Gore's you know uh, holier than thou stance mm. with uh, with regard to climate change and global mm. warming. Mm. So, so they picked up on that, uh, and, it, and the story just kind of died down. I mean, with the news cycles the way it is, the way they are these days, uh, it, it kind of died down and was laying dormant and just kind of uh, percolating under the surface. But but last week, well, wait before we get to last hmm? week because I know there. Are some people out there, probably, possibly. I don't know. Yeah. I, I hope there aren't too many of you, but wondering, just in case any of you are wondering, what's so bad about Al Jazeera buying current TV? Oh well, <laughs> like I mentioned, Al Jazeera is. Um, is I mean, it's not just about the oil. Right. Well, you're right. It's it's run by the government of Qatar, 
And uh, Qatar is uh, a virulently um, Muslim fundamentalist uh, country. Uh, and in fact, uh, Al Jazeera has the Arabic channel, the Arabic network, which was essentially Osama bin Laden's network in the uh, uh, weeks and years after 9-11. Um, and, and it basically provided him a platform for all of his anti-American uh, rhetoric and rants. And Al Jazeera, you know, people people seem to forget. It's amazing to me, but Al Jazeera in the months and and uh, even years after 9/11 was was really uh, you know really thought of uh, very as 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 being an enemy of the United States, and it was very much rightfully demonized. Uh, by Western media, but it's it's really put on a new face. And over the past uh, few years, it, it developed uh, Al Jazeera English. Uh, and if if ever there was a media manifestation of the principle that uh, of double speak that exists in the Arab uh, Arab world, where they say one thing in English and say something completely different in Arabic, it's it's the it's the Al Jazeera English and Arabic networks because mm-hmm. the English network is a far cry different from what's said on the on the Arabic uh network. And they're both they're both officed out of the same uh same building over there in Doha Qatar. But as if that wasn't bad enough, the top Muslim Brotherhood cleric, Sheikh Yusuf Al Karadawi, who has praised Hitler um, for the for the Holocaust. I mean, this guy is. You want to talk about? We're always focused on racism in this country. You want to talk about racism? Yusuf Al Karadawi is the worst of the worst, and and he has his own show over there. He's the he's the very prominently featured guy on on Al Jazeera Arabic, and it's interesting that he is the guy who has um, mountains and mountains of writings about a, a tactic called Maruna, which. Mm-hmm. Uh, Walid Shabbat uh, discovered uh, by translating his Arabic, and Maruna is is very deceptive. It it allows uh, Muslim fundamentalists, Muslim Brotherhood folks, to uh, literally do things that run counter to their religion, counter to Islam, even the most basic tenets. The most uh, it, they can do the most blasphemous things if it's if it's to serve the cause of Islam uh, for a greater purpose. Mm, mm. So, so that's, that's, that's the guy that, that Al Jazeera is featuring on its Arabic <laughs> network. So, so it's essentially a wolf in sheep's clothing. Abs- absolutely, absolutely. And he, he is the guy who's perfected that, that, that whole uh, concept. So, so, you know, that's, that's really at the core of why Al Jazeera uh, should not be allowed anywhere near uh, United States Airways, or and if it is, it should be rightfully portrayed as what it is. It is a propaganda arm of the Muslim Brotherhood, and there are Muslim Brotherhood groups in this country. Uh, you know, today there are several of them uh, that are in this country today that uh, are that stand to use possibly use Al Jazeera America, as it would be called, uh, to recruit. Um, recruit Islamists to their uh, to their cause. Well, here in yes, the yes. I mean, that's that's the uh, what I see is the biggest threat that um, that people will be so easily. Uh, well, the media is so powerful, and um, it, people will be so easily fooled to think that um, something is what it isn't, and to be to be very subtly 
given to believe certain things that would, in fact, uh, cause more converts, more people to right. become domestic terrorists. Right. Uh, you know, here from, from I, I mean, I was saying a wolf in sheep's clothing, also like a Trojan horse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you know, I, I hear the argument sometimes that, you know, well, hey, nobody's going to watch it. Maybe it'll be on a network uh, and, or a cable. You know, maybe it'll be on Comcast or DirecTV or wherever it is. Uh, but, you know, that, nobody's going to watch it, and it's a First Amendment issue. Well, ha- hang on here. Look at, look, at, look at MSNBC and the propaganda that these left-wing networks, they've actually become mainstream, and they've actually influenced, um, you know, people's, um, people's views uh, through propaganda. And this, this is very much the same thing. And it's not just about uh, its ability to influence Westerners. It's very much about also its ability to tap into the anti-American sentiment that exists within Muslim cultures here in the U.S. You look at you look at Dearborn, Michigan, which is very very heavily populated, heavily Muslim, and you know if if Al Jazeera and remember what what they're what they're doing over there with Al Jazeera Arabic, it's it's very anti-American, very anti-Semitic. And and they're going to they're going to be doing the same thing here under uh, you know with the, just a watered down version but with the same objective the same goals the same ideology all of that in mind this is a homeland security issue and uh, and and folks need to pay attention to that yes and of course another irony is that the studios uh, for this new Al Jazeera America are going to be located not far from Ground Zero. New York, that's right. In New York. We have short memories, Carol. We have very <laughs> short memories of what happened uh, on 9-11. And the, one of the things that, that really kind of bugs me, and I think if, if, you, if you really want to get to uh, why we have gotten here, is I believe that after 9-11, we failed to identify the true enemy. The true enemy was not terror. It was not uh, al-Qaeda. It was not... Um, you know, is Islamists. It was the Muslim Brotherhood uh, in all of its forms and manifestations all over the world and in our country. And, and we decided, we, I'm saying the United States and George W. Bush administration, decided to identify a tactic as our enemy. And, and that's not true. Uh, we have, if you look at the Holy Land Foundation trial and the documents that were introduced as evidence, and one of those was a 1991 document uh, penned by a guy named Muhammad Akram, who listed all of the Muslim Brotherhood groups in the U.S. at that time, 1991. That was before CARE. That was before the Muslim Public Affairs Council. That was before a lot of uh, groups that have since sprung up. But it listed 29 groups at that time. And, and those 29 groups, as the stated purpose of their very existence in the United States was to take our country down from within. Now, if that doesn't identify the enemy, I don't know what mm. does. But for some reason, and I believe it has to do with uh, the Muslim Brotherhood's efforts to, um, to appear Western and, and, you know, suit and ties instead of uh, Arabic garb and really uh, get access. I mean, look, 
early in the George Bush administration, and even in the days after 9-11, he welcomed in members of the Islamic Society of North America. He went to a mosque six days after 9-11 with the executive director of CARE uh, at his side and and praised Islam and, and these folks. I mean, these are the enemies, and and these are these Muslim Brotherhood groups are the enemies, and and guess what? Al Jazeera is a mouthpiece for the Muslim mm-hmm. Brotherhood, mm-hmm. i.e., America's enemies. Yes, yes, absolutely. You know, I keep thinking. Oh, I hear the music. We're going to have to take a break. Um, oh, I, I, I'll I'll tell you what I've been thinking when we come back. We're talking today about the shocking truth behind Al Jazeera's invasion into American TV. My guest is Ben Barrick. When we come back, we'll hear more about uh, about this invasion and what's behind it, and and uh, why this is why this may not be a done deal. At least I'm hoping it's not a totally done deal. Um, where when we come back, you're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Think of the world 50 years ago. Now think of this same world and how it will be 50 years from now. Did you know that if the world's population continues to grow at its current rate, our children and grandchildren will only have 25% of the resources per capita that our parents and grandparents had? We must preserve the foundation of a quality standard of living. That foundation starts with Go Green Radio. Join your host, Jill Buck, for Go Green Radio every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. I'm talking with you today about the shocking truth behind Al Jazeera's invasion into American TV. And here to tell us about these shocking truths <laughs> that we're going to get into now is Ben Barrick. He is the author of Unsung David's Ten Men Who Battled Goliath Without Glory. He's also an investigative radio host and blogger. You know, one thing I keep thinking when I read crazy things in the news and the headlines, of course, are getting crazier and crazier, um, I think about, um, I remember what it was like 
sitting in my elementary school or junior high school or high school classes learning American history mm-hmm. <laughs> and world history. And I keep thinking about what it is going to be like when kids in the future, you know, 50 years from now, <laughs> if, there, if we are all, you know, right. if, if there are schools existing, if the planet is still here, uh, our country is still here, um, you know, they're going to be reading history books and just not believing some of the things that we let happen. I mean, one of the things being, of course, what we're talking about, yeah. because when I first read it in the headlines, what? Al Jazeera buying an American television network? I mean, how is this possible? How did somebody, who was, who's minding the store and who let this happen? It's just, it's beyond explanation. You, 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 you actually touched on something there, Carol, that, that I remember doing uh, in 2008 in the run-up to the, uh, the election and looking at all of the, associ- not to get too far off track here, but looking at all of the, the associations of Barack Obama and just yes. and the real person that this guy is and just saying to myself, this country is going to be the laughingstock in the future's history books. Yes, I remember I, saying that very thing. And yes, it's me funny too. You brought that up. <laughs> me too. Mm. Um, I talked about how kids are not going to believe that we'll after nine eleven with Osama bin Laden. We and now that I don't mean this superficially that we elected someone named Obama, Osama Obama. I mean it is not just superficial. And 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 now this. Yeah. And it's really very sad, and we ha- this country has to wake up. So tell us about now how um, uh, how this story that kind of uh, was a blip yeah. on the headlines in, at, the, at the beginning of January um, now have co- has come back into the news. Yeah, it was kind of lying dormant uh, for a while. Uh, and back on January 9th, uh, Cliff Kincaid of Accuracy in Media uh, wrote a letter to uh, Congressman Michael McCall, who had at that point just become the new Homeland Security Chairman for the the, the House, Republican uh, Michael McCall, who's who's actually uh, down here in Texas. His district is is right near Austin, um, and we had uh, we had good hopes. Fortunately, uh, through timing and whatnot, and contact, and when I spoke with Kincaid, I was able to be a, a co-signer of that that letter as well. And it's, and it's basically an eight-page letter. Uh, it was dire- addressed to McCall and basically saying, "Look, you know, do your job." I mean, it, was, it wasn't that that way, but basically, the, the intent of the letter was to say, "Look, this deal is is at least, at the very least, warrants an investigation uh, on the part of your committee, and you know, please investigate this." And here are the people who have expressed concerns. I mean, there were the, the, I, there were people like Brent Bozell. Um, Frank Gaffney, uh, Pamela Geller, um, Daniel Pipes. I mean, these are these are not uh, you know just uh, people to sneeze at here. These are these are people who know this uh, the, the importance of this. Uh, and, and Steve Emerson with the Investigative Project on Terrorism. Waleed Shubat. Yeah, that's right. Waleed Shubat um, was on there, and and em- he knows all about uh, Yusuf Al Karadawi. So, but mm-hmm. but the. Um, the, the there was no response. There were, there was no response and uh, no interest in, in in and let's make something clear here. By no response and by nothing being done, Michael McCall made a decision not to investigate this deal. Now we're not. And, and I don't know if you. One of the things he's the House Homeland. I want to draw drive this home. 
He's the House Homeland Security Committee Chairman. I mean, if anybody, I mean, that's why they wrote it to him, obviously, but it was a, a measure or a concern of, of Homeland Security. This wasn't, a, <laughs> this wasn't uh, you know, rival TV networks being worried about having, uh, you know, another network who might take away viewers. <laughs> right, right. So that's right, and he was he he became the new uh, committee chairman, the House Homeland Security Committee chairman. Uh, and if if your listeners remember the name Peter King from New York, that was the position held by him um, before this this new Congress. So the chairmanships rotated, and this is now uh, McCall's um, chairmanship. So he made a decision not to investigate this, and based on what. You know, we talked about at the, the top of the show why Al Jazeera is 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 a cause for concern. Uh, it, it didn't make any sense for why why McCall. In fact, Cliff Kincaid finally got a, a hold of a staffer and and said, you know, why aren't you investigating this? And the response he got back was, uh, we don't have to listen to you. We're not going to let you uh, drive our agenda. Uh, but th- we're, we're talking about an entity here that is. Uh, that is, for all intents and purposes, a mouthpiece of the enemy of the country, and you're, re- you're running the Homeland Security Committee. So, you know, that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't wash. So there were some suspicions there about why he was doing that or not doing that, and a lot of those suspicions um, became more clear last week when uh, a guy named John Terenzio uh, filed a lawsuit and this is why Al Jazeera is back in the news again. John Terenzio uh, is kind of like a, um, a, uh, a mover and a shaker, you know, a media, a media guy who can make things happen in, in the, the media world and, and through uh, uh, Congress and lobby efforts and all that kind of stuff. Well, the deal was $500 million with $100 million going to Al Gore, uh, and that John Terenzio, in his lawsuit, it filed this lawsuit because, as he says, he was not reimbursed for uh, for creating the strategy, for uh, being the architect, if you will, for the strategy that would allow this whole deal to go through. Now, and so, can we just back up for a minute? Yeah. Why um, now? Did John Terenzio? I don't really know anything about him other than what you were just saying. Mm-hmm. Um, where he, it was his idea. To um, to put the two entities together, he knew that Current TV was losing money, right? Correct. And so that would be cheap, relatively cheap to buy. Um, he presumably knew uh, that um, Al Jazeera wanted an arm in in the states. Right. Um, but now, does he have? Was what was his agenda? Was he just was he just looking to make money himself, or does he support the terrorist cause? I get the sense, uh, Carol, that he's just in it to make a buck. Um, that he was trying to, he, you know, th- thought of this a way to make this deal happen and to earn uh, earn a check, you know. And that that amount, according to the lawsuit, and the reason why he filed the lawsuit that he was because he didn't get paid uh, was he's looking for five million dollars. So, for all intents and purposes, if this if this lawsuit is if the details in this lawsuit are accurate, um, he. he he reached out to Richard Blum. Richard Blum is the husband of Senator Dianne Feinstein. And Richard Blum is also on the board of Current TV. And uh, Terenzio, through an intermediary, reached out to Blum and then ultimately put a PowerPoint 
presentation together and presented it to Blum, uh, who would then take it to Gore. And it was a very extensive PowerPoint to include, uh, according to Terenzio, to include his um, idea to name it Al Jazeera America. And one of the things that it, it, it required a lobbying firms, and there, there's a lot of lobbying going on in this because of, because of the high-profile nature of it and the, the potential sensitivity of it. So there were, there were lobbying efforts to smooth it over, and this is per Terenzio's uh, lawsuit, to smooth over the to get uh, to make it more palatable to members of Congress, to uh, the American people, to Israeli factions, you know, that stuff. So this was his his idea to do this, and he he made it very clear in the lawsuit that he made it very clear to um, to Richard Blum that he would expect payment uh, for for his services. So. The, initially, uh, according to this, Al Gore was not receptive to this idea uh, because of the, uh, you know, for political reasons that we now can see are very obvious. Um, I mean, even the left-wing media was uh, questioning Gore about all this. But, you know, uh, money talks, and like the old saying, if you want to know what's going on, follow the money. Well, Al Gore stood to make $100 million of the deal, so obviously at some point he had a change of heart and the money started talking. Is what it appears is what as it appears is, is what happened. So, Which is just pretty amazing that here someone who was the vice president of the United States ran for president mm-hmm. um, could sell America out. Yeah, isn't it? it? It's it's. I mean, it's Benedict Arnold type stuff, Carol. I mean, yeah, that's that's literally what this is. Yes. And and so so with with all that to say, uh, you you have uh, you have this deal going through. Okay, and then it makes news. Then the lobbying effort has to be ratcheted up. The lobbying effort at that point has to be ratcheted up to make sure that that it, the Congress doesn't look into it. So, uh, in an interview I conducted with Kincaid, uh, he very much suspects that these these lobbyists got to McCall, and that the reason that McCall. Uh, has decided not to investigate this deal has to do with the powerful lobbying arms employed by uh, Al Jazeera. Now, if that if that's indeed the case, I mean, we're 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 not talking about a congressman looking the other way because a street is being given a controversial name. We're we're talking about a congressman potentially looking the other way as the enemy of America establishes a foothold in our own country uh, through, uh, through media propaganda. Uh, and, and that's what makes this look so bad for McCall. Uh, well, and um, I was going to ask you, who paid for all those lobbyists? Um, so it wasn't Terenzio, it was, it was Al Jazeera. Yes, correct. So then that means that basically Al Jazeera um, and, and similar, you know, people... Lobbyists who would lobby for similar causes uh, have um, have control over the person who's the head of the uh, House Homeland Security Committee. That's what that I mean, would mean. It, it's not just a television station, which is bad enough, but I mean, it talks in general about how much power money yeah. has from um, from terrorists, essentially. That's right. All right, we need to take another break. Um, we're talking about, well, you can, you know, we're talking about Al Jazeera and more invading America. 
My guest is Ben Barrick. Uh, you're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Do you find yourself tearing pictures of rooms out of magazines? Do you watch certain movies and TV programs because of the homes they show? Are Sundays reserved for open houses? Then you are a home dreamer. And someday, you will build or renovate your dream home. Steve Clip has spent three decades learning how to win at the dream home game. His show, Winning the Dream Home Race, can be heard every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Let Steve Clip help save you money and make you a winner. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, talking with you today about the shocking truth behind Al Jazeera's invasion into American TV. With my guest telling us about uh, about these shocking truths, uh, Ben Barrick. He is an investigative radio host, blogger, and the author of Unsung Davids, Ten Men Who Bottled Goliath Without Glory. Um, <laughs> you know, this, it all. The more the more you dig, the more this just seems uh, unbelievable. And mm-hmm. and of course, um, you know, I, I wrote a book called. Um, Coping with Terrorism, Dreams Interrupted. So that's how I'm, you know, I've been doing research since 9-11. Right. Um, and uh, what what bothers me, you know, what has continued to bother me, is how people are in such denial about some of the, I mean, you know, that's the thing. Why is it? We're talking about how uh, Al Jazeera bought current TV. It was around the end of, of December, technically, so he could get in without uh, having to pay the higher taxes. And it sort of came out then and, and New Year's and the beginning of January. And, and that's the thing. Why is it? I mean, so, you know, then the people that you were mentioning before and some more people of that same ilk, I wish I had been asked, I would have signed it, wrote a letter. Um, and, and, but why is it that there wasn't more of an uproar, even in January when this first made headlines that, and, and granted it was kind of swept under the rug pretty quickly, but why weren't there people in the streets? Or, or marching on Washington 
um, complaining about this, being concerned that Al Jazeera now had a foothold. Why did it have to be all these people writing a letter, you know, to this uh, congressman? Well, I mean, we look at the, the strength of the lobbying arms. I'm sure that had something to do with it. You have uh, you have a uh, complicit media, a media that's complicit with uh, left wing ideology in this country. Even even Fox News. If you look at if you look at uh, Diana West has done some incredible work on this. Um, the Saudi prince, Awalid bin Talal, owning um, the second largest shareholder of News Corp. Uh, when you look at Fox mm. News, they don't really look into this. I mean, they, they might cover the story, but they don't peel back the layers. And mm. the reason is, is, I believe, has a lot to do with um, Saudi prince's ownership in News Corp, which is the parent company of Fox News. So mm. we're not getting all of the information that should outrage Americans. Um, the, the Fox News is, is, is you know, billed as the fair and balanced yet somewhat conservative network, but when it comes to telling the American people about the, 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 the Muslim Brotherhood and about, um, you know, what's going on, why, why Al Jazeera is a, is a major uh, concern or should be a major concern, it's just not there. It, it's just not there. They don't. They don't go there. And and I think when you put all of that together, that's that's one of the reasons uh, that we don't have the outrage that we should. And then on top of that, uh, Congress just not not uh, n- not having the the courage, political courage or will to fight this. I think once when that happens, I think the media can sometimes follow. Uh, you know, almost be dragged to the to the story, mm, but, mm-hmm. but but Congress has to has to have the political will to do it, and to this point, they have not. Well, that's pretty amazing. About, I mean, that's a, a pretty big problem with Fox News having, uh, you know, th- there we go with the with the um, uh, uh, invasion of the hen house again, Fox yep. and the hen house. Right. Um, but you know, I read something when I was reading about all this about the possibility. Was there really a possibility that Glenn Beck wanted to buy Current TV? Yeah, that was actually one of the angles to this story that that came out. Um, it, you know, in the first round uh, when this became a, a a bit of a news story in early part of the year. Yeah, Glenn Beck attempted to buy the network and was told that he wasn't. They didn't want to sell the network to him because the uh, current TV and Glenn Beck were not like-minded, so they didn't want to. They didn't want to have current TV. But now we know that uh, current TV uh, sees um, sees um, Al Jazeera as being like-minded. So I, I have I happen to believe that it has a lot more to do with uh, ideology and uh, and money. So. But okay, but was it a matter of did Glenn Beck not have five hundred million dollars? I mean, was it a matter of Al Jazeera paying more? Well, that's a good question. I don't know the answer to that, but it wouldn't surprise me if Gore. It it, it wouldn't have made sense. I don't believe it wouldn't have made sense for Al Gore to to, to pony up five hundred million dollars for that kind of a network. I mean, it, it is. You mean, a, Glenn, you it, mean Glenn Beck to pony the, up? Yeah, Glenn Beck. It is a flailing network, but mm-hmm. when. Especially, I don't believe he's got five hundred million. If he may have, I don't. Maybe he has five hundred million, but I don't. Have, I don't think he has it to blow. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I believe Al Jazeera does, and you're, mm-hmm. we're talking about mm-hmm. a, an OPEC nation. So they they can uh, they can probably more easily part with that kind of a money. Right. Yeah. So that that may have something to do with it as well. So what were some of the things? Um, 
And, and you know, I think it is important to to emphasize the fact you mentioned it at the beginning, but um, how things are so skewed. I mean, even even on the internet, you can read um, a story uh, about some some issue, uh, some international issue, or some American issue, even um, in an, in American or Western papers on the internet print. And then you read the same story <laughs> in Al Jazeera, and of course it is totally twisted around with the political slant, anti-American pl- political slant. And um, and of course, you know, the more that people are that are going to watch this in America, the more homegrown terrorists we're going to have, and uh, the more people all over, well, whoever is going to be able to, to get that is going to um, to you know hear hear that as well and yes you were saying that it's they're going to be putting it in much more subtle ways but still the message is is going to get through yeah and, and they they have become masters of nuance i mean we're talking about centuries of this we're talking about uh islamists who have uh centuries of of experience uh, in in dealing with this kind of uh, deception, saying one thing in English and saying something completely different in Arabic, but it's not just about terrorists and and creating terrorists in the United States. There are uh, the Muslim Brotherhood groups in this country fully understand and learned not too long after 9/11 that that terrorism wasn't the best way to go inside this country because it, it's it was kind of like when uh, the Weather Underground, Bill Ayers' group, when they realized that setting off bombs wasn't the best way to get what they wanted, they they then became progressives and the Students for Democratic Society mm-hmm. and, and all of that. So it, it's kind of like that. So yes. when, when you when you when you look at it from that uh, perspective, you have the Muslim Brotherhood groups in America. One of which is the Muslim Students Association, uh, which was uh, created in the early '60s, and and what their objectives are is to acquire power slowly, incrementally, progressively, if you will, uh, through political structures, through political establishments. And, and if you go to any, pretty much any college university, or a lot of, maybe not all of them, but uh, there are 600 universities uh, across the country that have uh, Muslim brother, Muslim students association chapters. And the objectives of these chapters is to, uh, it's, it's Muslim exclusive, and the objective is to uh, learn, teach these, these students how to move up through the, the halls of power inside yes. the American establishment. Yes. So that, 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 if you look at, at Huma Abedin, the, um, the uh, deputy, uh, what is it, deputy chief of staff for Hillary Clinton when she was yes. uh, secretary of state, she was in the Muslim Students Association at George Washington University. And, and lo and behold, we find that she's got familial ties to the Muslim Brotherhood uh, in, in Saudi Arabia and Egypt. Um, and, and, and that's, that's just one example. I mean, we yeah. have, there, are, there are a lot of, uh, of these groups that, that seek to acquire power politically. And then at some point, they will have the power. They will have, uh, you know, all the power they need, and they won't need to worry about terrorism and, and setting well, up bombs. Well, I, I guess I meant terrorism in sort of a more generic sense, not just right. the bombs, but like right. what you're talking about as well. And wasn't it? It was supposed. It, there were three um, uh, professions that um, there that there was an attempt, an attempt at terrorism in a sense, but going through these three professions, wasn't it? Politicians, teachers, and lawyers. 
that sounds right. That sounds right. I don't. I I hadn't heard that, but that sounds accurate. To in order to get power, you know, the way that you're talking about in this quiet, um, incremental way. Yeah. Yeah. That that's that sounds that sounds correct. Uh, so so yeah. I mean that that's that's what we're up against, and there has been an unwillingness. And, and again, not to, not to point too much to her, but there's been an unwillingness of our um, Congress, of, of our Congress and our political leaders to address these concerns. They, they just, they stay away from them. And, and the Huma Abedin uh, uh, story is, is a prime example. Uh, the, the, the politicians wanted nothing to do with it, and when they did talk about it, aside from the five that wrote the letter to the inspectors general to include Michelle Bachman, when they did talk about it, uh, it was to smear Bachman and to defend Huma Abedin. Mm. I think that that kind of thing, that that type of behavior on the part of our uh, political leaders, I think that should raise big, bold red flags because that tells me there's a lot more going on underneath the surface than, than we really uh, know. Mm-hmm. And... Uh... <laughs> And if it all if it does go back to following the money trail, we're in deep trouble. Yes, we are. Uh, well, why don't um, what were some of the uh, you know I was I was reading about there was a, an article about Al Jazeera and the uh, Ahmed bin Yassim El Tani, if I'm pronouncing it correctly, who um, is the director general of Al Jazeera. And he, he said, by acquiring current TV, Al Jazeera will significantly expand our existing distribution footprint in the U.S., as well as increase our news gathering and reporting efforts in America. <laughs> I mean, you kind of wonder. Yeah. Yes, yeah. you know, entree into more places to find out more uh, classified information, basically. We look forward to working together with our new cable and satellite partners to serve our new audiences across the U.S. And there are more than 260 million homes in 130 countries that um, Al Jazeera already had access to um, before getting into the U.S. market. I mean, that's a lot of people, a lot of homes, a lot of countries. It it is. And, And this is not just about, you know, hey, the, you know the sky's going to fall when Al Jazeera gets the, these um, uh, gets these channels. It's it's not so much that as it is what we were just talking about the incrementalism. It's mm-hmm. I mean look at look at how much the demographics have changed in this country. Mm-hmm. I believe for the for the worse over mm-hmm. the last fifteen twenty years, mm-hmm. uh, and it's been an incremental uh, left wing um, left wing ideology that's been become real really pervasive you talk about teachers i mean the public schools are are a mess i mean kids are getting indoctrinated you have the media uh which just just compare an nbc news broadcast today with one uh from 20 years ago it's a lot different Hmm. all right well we do need to take another break um we're talking about the invasion and what was behind uh, Al Jazeera's invasion into American TV. My guest is Ben Barrack. When we come back, we'll, uh, I'll be asking Ben about what it is that we could do about it and whether, whether, it's still not, uh, whether it's still possible to reverse this. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! 
If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Very rarely does our news media spotlight some of the good things that are happening in our world. For more of these good stories and the people that are creating them, Tune in to Bread for the Journey with Mariana Cacciatore. Whether these good acts stem from personal tragedy or just a desire to help out and make this a better world in which to live, you'll find inspiration in every week's program. Connect with those that are doing something great for a change. Listen for Bread for the Journey, Saturdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern, on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Talking with my guest, Ben Barrack. We're talking about uh, Al Jazeera's invasion into American TV and what the shocking truth is behind it. Um, so what I, I want to know what people can do who are listening to the show um, to try to, or what, well, what's being done, first of all, and how can people, listeners join in? Well, I, I, I think the, the first and foremost, if, if you're a listener to this show and, and you've been following this information and you, you are as outraged as, uh, as most of us are that, that know the truth about this, um, I would suggest two courses of action. One would be to contact uh, the, the offices of Michael McCall, Representative Michael McCall, and demand that he investigate this deal. Um, and you can you can basically just do a Google search of Homeland Security Committee uh, for the House representatives, and you can get their contact information. Um, what what this what this lawsuit by John Terenzio? Uh, if if there is one person that comes out of this thing looking bad, uh, it is Representative McCall because of what he's not doing and because of where all the evidence leads, what it points to as to why he's not doing it. Uh, and and it, it, for all intents and purposes, it appears to be uh, lobbyists are preventing him from doing this job, doing his job. So I would suggest that uh, people, you know, uh, call him, call his office, and just, just you know, professionally, politely, just but but sternly demand that that uh, this deal get investigated mm-hmm. on full display. And the other thing would be to encourage. Uh, another congressman who is is looking at this. Uh, this is Representative Tim Murphy 
out of uh, uh, one of the districts. I can't remember which one, but he's out of southwestern Pennsylvania near Pittsburgh, uh, and he he is the he's on the Commerce Committee. So you know, more than one way to skin a cat. He's looking mm. at this from the standpoint of you know FCC and is this uh, is, is this uh, is this a good deal for for commerce? Uh, what, what is you know he he's coming at it from a different angle and he's mm-hmm. reached out to the FCC chairman Julius Janikowski who is a uh, an Obama appointed um, uh, member of the FCC um, and hasn't gotten anywhere with that but uh, uh, Murphy is also the chairman of the subcommittee on oversight for the Commerce Committee so he can call hearings he can convene hearings in his subcommittee. Uh, about this deal, and we need to encourage him to do that. Now, I'm sure there will be a lot of uh, political forces uh, putting pressure on him not to do so. Uh, but we're we're in a time, Carol, and I, I know you understand it. But we're in a time now where we need courageous people in these mm-hmm. positions of power. We don't need corrupt people. We don't need politically coward cowardly people. Uh, we need strong, principled. Um, uh, convicted, and I don't mean <laughs> I don't mean of crimes. Uh, convicted people that are going to do the right thing just because it's the right thing to do. And uh, Tim Murphy appears to be going in that direction. And eventually, uh, you know, if if McCall doesn't doesn't move, I would see uh, potentially um, hearings as a result of uh, Murphy's efforts in his subcommittee. Hopefully, go up to the full committee to get a hearing uh, under Chairman Fred Upton. Uh, he's another, uh, you know, at this point, he, I don't know that he's involved in this yet, but, uh, but at some point it could get to that. So I would say uh, two, two courses of action would be to call Tim Murphy's office, Representative Tim Murphy, and, and just say, keep it up, man, and, and call Michael McCall's uh, Homeland Security Committee and say, what's wrong with you? Why aren't you doing this? Mm-hmm. Uh, but this this deal is is not necessarily a done deal. Um, you know, the sale was announced and everything went through after the first of the year. But there's a lot of uh, bookkeeping type stuff, and and it it takes a while for all of this stuff to to final to be finalized, and for you know the the uh, new ownership to come in and the old ownership to leave and transition and all that. It reminded me of the. This is this is in some ways similar to the Dubai Ports World World Deal back in 2005, mm. 2006, that George Bush uh, was was in support of. Yes, that, I remember that. I did a show on that about yeah. how ridiculous that was. Yeah, and and that that deal was all but a done deal too. But people started asking questions, and if you remember, I don't know if you know this or remember this, but Chuck Schumer was the guy. Who raised the stink about that, mm. and 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 it got bipartisan opposition, and that's that's another another aspect to all of this is there, there's when it when it's the Democrats that do it they they're just there's there's a united front on almost every every issue, but when Republicans are in a situation like the Dubai Ports World, people broke ranks and they didn't support George Bush. I wasn't I wasn't a fan of that deal either. I was against that. Uh, that deal too, but it had my point was it had bipartisan opposition and mm-hmm. it didn't happen. Um, this mm-hmm. deal uh, needs to have uh, bipartisan opposition mm-hmm. too, uh, mm-hmm. but I don't I don't see that happening unless it just becomes so politically radioactive to support it 
that it that it kind of dies on the vine, which is what mm-hmm. I would hope happens. Well, I'm I'm glad about this lawsuit. I'm sure uh, apparently Terenzio didn't do it in order, you know, for the reasons that we've been talking about, the concern for the country. But right. for <laughs> but whatever, you know, it's good that this is coming about so that it brings more attention back to it. Yeah, the truth comes um, out. It always seems to come out, and uh, it it often often comes out in, in strange ways. And and um, also, I think you were starting to say that Cliff Kincaid was going to be doing something about this. Yeah, he's he's the guy that kind of spearheaded this this effort, uh, and he's the one who who wrote the letter that that uh, you know we got uh, a whole bunch of people to co-sign. Uh, he, he's really at the forefront of this. He's on the front lines. He's in D.C., so he gets a. He had a recent conference at the uh, the, the uh, National Press Club, uh, so he is he's really having an impact. And I and I, I think that uh, that he is not going to give up on this. And he kind of got uh, um, rejuvenated, from what I could tell, on this lawsuit mm. being being mm. put forward. And John Terenzio, apparently, there may be more stuff coming out about this. If Al Gore doesn't settle this suit, I would expect even more explosive stuff to come out. For example, mm. the PowerPoint presentation that John Terenzio <laughs> gave to uh, Richard Blum uh, that ultimately outlined the details of this whole deal that would essentially prove or disprove that, that uh, Terenzio's claims are accurate. Yes, yes, and you would think that... Um... Um, Gore would want to settle at ASAP because what's five million when he got a hundred million? Yeah, I guess I guess at some point you, they just reach a level of arrogance where yes. they just don't think that they're touchable, and, yes. and that's I think what we're dealing with here. And you know, uh, the bigger they go, the harder they fall. So yes, yes, w- that's when that true. will happen, we don't know. <laughs> that's true. Well, I want to make sure that you give out your um, website. There's a lot of good stuff. Uh, this is sort of the tip of the iceberg. You can find out more of there's there's just so much. It can be um, somewhat overwhelming if you don't understand it. But once I mean you explained this really well, and as as uh, unfortunate as it all is, it's so important that we all what well, we understand exactly what's going on. So tell us about your website. Yeah, uh, feel free. You can visit the site at benbarrick.com, and that's B-E-N-B-A-R-R-A-C-K. Uh, it's Barrick, not Barack. It's become my new tagline. Two R's are better than one. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> so, so, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's what we're doing. And, uh, by the way, uh, Unsung Davids, uh, one of the chapters in that book was about Waleed Shabbat. And as a result of that chapter and, and working with him, we actually co-authored a book that's coming out this Friday. Uh, it's called The Case for Islamophobia. Yes, and I'm going to have to have you both on to talk about it. Sure. <laughs> that well, was, you know, when I saw that, um, I, I, it seemed to me um, that that you're both, you know, you're having to shout louder to get people's attention. I mean, you're having to be a little less subtle yourselves yeah. in order to get people to pay attention. Hello, folks. This is really a danger. It's coming. <laughs> pay that's attention. Good, that's a good observation. And, you know, it's true. I hadn't thought of it that way, but that's true. It's, it's in the, it, we talked about the early 60s and the Muslim Brotherhood in here. They were, they were here in the 60s. They learned how to exploit situations based on race because they were here during the civil rights movement and this mm. is that's why islamophobia is akin to racism charges it gets people to be quiet and we've mm-hmm. had enough mm-hmm. well thank you very much ben barack again his website is ben barack b a b e n b a r r a c k dot com 
The book is Unsung David's Ten Men Who Battled Goliath Without Glory. Thank you very much for uh, giving us a real insight into what's been happening. And hopefully, please call these people, contact these people, email them, whatever, and pay attention to this matter and tell all your friends so that uh, this doesn't just go unnoticed. Thank you all for listening. You've been listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Thank you for joining us on Dr. Carol's Couch. Join us next week at 1 p.m. Pacific time for another installment of Dr. Carol's Couch. We'll save you a seat. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network its staff and management.